Welcome to CTRM Radio, home of the official podcast of Commodity Technology Advisory and your source for information on all matters related to CTRM. Hello, and this is Gary Vizzi with another edition of CTRM Radio, an irregular podcast from Comtech Advisory, the leading analyst in the CTRM and related software space. Well, you may have noticed that today, December 9th, we have issued the 2020 market sizing outlook and trends through 2024. Patrick and I spent a good deal of time working on this over the last month or so because there was a lot to consider. The impact of the COVID-19 lockdowns and the oil price crash of March-April timeframe, etc. So to introduce this report to you, which is a for-purchase report uh, available on ctrmcenter.com, I spoke to Patrick and we had a discussion about some of the trends and some of the issues that we'd considered. Gary, as we, we look at, at North America this year, I mean, clearly it's been it's it's been a bit of insanity, I suppose, if you want to put it that way, or the, the Chinese proverb. It's been a, a very interesting year that we've been cursed with. You look at at the activity that's, that's occurred across the board, and, and this is from speaking with various vendors. I don't think there's been a vendor in North America that hasn't been substantially impacted by uh by the pandemic and and really the knock-on effects of the pandemic, which was the the oil price crash back uh, in the first quarter this year, or late first quarter, early second quarter, uh, when you had actually negative prices, delivery of crude at Cushing. So it's been been a remarkable year that way. And and the, the impact that it's had on the buyer side of the marketplace has been profound. Uh, we saw numerous projects being canceled. We saw numerous uh, sales prospects uh, pull back, uh, cancel their budgets for the year. So it, it's clearly been a, a marketplace in, in turmoil this year, and, and it's impacted all vendors. That's not to say that there hasn't been activity, but certainly there has. And I think you're, you've noticed that the deals in Europe and Asia Pac and and other regions that you cover are, are, are substantially smaller than they have been in, in past years. And I think we see that too in the U.S. Uh, there's still deals being done, but these deals are not of the, the size and scope that uh, we've seen in 2019 and 2018. So while activity levels have started to pick back up uh, post that initial shock of the pandemic and the shutdown, uh, there's there's still some ways to go before the market gets back to what I would view as normal, uh, and that normal market may not even occur until 2021, 2022, uh, or, or rather late 21 and early 2022, as these budgets get reestablished and as people become comfortable again traveling and, and working in an office environment. Uh, I think we also see both of us uh, do see the impacts of the the work from home initiatives uh, that had to be put in place to deal with the pandemic, uh, and as part of that, the the concepts of remote implementations. While remote implementations have been out there, before, you know, in the marketplace uh, for some of the multi-tenanted solutions, the the small you know, two, three, four, five user shops remotely implementing with uh, are are being remotely implemented by vendor resources. We're starting to see that being more widely deployed, obviously, uh, for any any implementation projects that have been going on this year. 
and I think that's uh, that's an interesting dynamic that's going to impact uh, the market going forward, uh, even past pandemic, uh, as companies adopt to a new way of, of implementing software. Uh, you know, to wrap it up uh, in, in terms of what we see in North America broadly, much fewer deals, but the deals that are being done are also smaller. The bottom line impacts for the market sizing as we, we went through it uh, have certainly been significant in the North American markets, probably more so than any other market. It's interesting to me because as I looked at Europe and Asia Pacific, and I talked to a lot of the vendors during the course of the year, I was told back in March when the lockdown started to happen that there was sort of a dichotomy about 60% of the prospective customers had locked up and shut down and cancelled projects and budgets and about 40% had more or less accelerated them as some form of, you know, we've got to have some business continuity and we need a different system or we need a solution instead of spreadsheets in order to be able to run this business in a home office environment. And then I started to hear, well, actually, we're also seeing a whole host of new people, prospects coming to us. And so we're actually being kind of inundated with small businesses that are looking for business continuity solutions that we've never seen before. And then finally, around September timeframe, I guess, uh, I started to hear that even some of the larger entities were beginning to reemerge. And I had one person put it quite succinctly to me which was, well, if you're the CEO with a big IT department with a huge budget and you're doing absolutely nothing for six months, questions start being asked about whether you need the budget going forward, you know, so you have to actually do something, which I thought was uh, apt and I could quite understand. So when I started looking at Europe and, and Asia Pacific, as you know, I started doing a deal count in terms of publicly announced and ones that we hear about uh, under NDA and so on and so forth. And I came up with over 100 deals. But as you say, the vast majority of them were very small, very small indeed. The vast majority of them were in the cloud and they were software as a service. So they were monthly fees and not massive upfront licenses. And the, the number of larger deals you could count pretty much on two hands, um, but did see some larger deals. People like Amphora landed some larger entities in places like China, Enuit2, and I just talked with SAP and, and they've had uh, a year in which they, they reckon they've done, you know, 20, 25 new, new deals. But they agreed with the analysis that they were the smaller on the smaller side, even for an SAP. So I, I think that in the rest of the world, outside of the Americas, perhaps it hasn't been quite so bad in terms of deal flow and activity levels, but I do suspect that obviously revenues were impacted. Do you think it was the double whammy of oil and COVID that impacted the North American marketplace so much more? Or do you think it's the maturity of the market there as compared to here, or maybe just the makeup of the types of entities involved in the marketplace? Well, I, I think it's all of those things, Gary. I, I think clearly the pandemic, obviously, the the need to remove employees from the offices has had the most significant effect. But I think, too, the pandemic catalyzed other changes in the marketplace and, and, and that one of the major changes was really the, the collapse of oil prices. Uh, if we look at the North American marketplace, it has historically for ETRM, CTM products been very energy centric. 
you look at oil and gas producers in particular, and, you know, there's no pure play gas producer per se. Uh, every, you know, every gas producer has oil production and every oil producer has gas production. So when oil prices collapsed as they did, it, it impacted anybody that uh, was producing hydrocarbons and resulted in massive budgets cuts, uh, massive layoffs, uh, which we're still continuing to see in North America. And so that particular segment, that, that oil and gas associated buyer of CTRM technologies, uh, that that marketplace is has, I'm not going to say it's it's dead right now, but certainly it has been significantly impacted in terms of incremental licensing for uh, right. technology products. Uh, so yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a number of things that you know clearly it goes to the maturity of the markets too. I do think uh, we we've seen better or we've seen less impact in the ags and soft side. Uh, I've, I've been hearing very interesting stories about uh, uh, agricultural uh, and soft commodity concerns that uh, really have not maintained the, the same level of technology readiness that uh, we see in other industries. And, and some of these have been very heavily impacted in terms of being able to manage their IT infrastructure through the pandemic, particularly in a remote working environment. Uh, with some really not even being able to access uh, their their systems for weeks on end simply because they weren't prepared for this type of uh, dis, you know uh, disaster if we want to call it that right and that's certainly going to in the end result in them having to do something different one would expect I think um, the other part that I found interesting as we re revisited the market sizing and the outlook was the impact on the systems integrators and consultants because as you rightly say is the industry's gone to more of a remote implementation and that doesn't seem to have been such a huge challenge it seems to be happening and uh, people are able to do this and do it quite effectively um, but it certainly has had an impact on the on the sorts of people that are involved in those implementation projects, you would think. So the days of very large, uh, you know, very large implementations with an army of, of um, consultants on site billing thousands of dollars a week, I think, are long gone. Uh, and this is also a bit of a hole in, in the in the numbers that we put together. Right. This this third party implementation piece. So. Um, I don't know if you've had much time to talk to some of the SIs and consultants in North America, but what are you hearing from them? Have they started to think about sh shifting strategies? Yeah, I, I have spoken with several of them, as a matter of fact, and, and it's it's clear that they are very aware of the dynamic going forward, that, you know, their, their days of having you know, dozens or hundreds of consultants traveling on the road at any given point in time. Uh, while the, those days may not be over, that that dynamic is certainly going to change and they're going to start to look more towards these uh, these remote services, uh, which I, I think clearly is a good thing for everybody. You know, no consultant other than the young guys really want to spend that much time on the road. And if you're going to be as effective now uh, with uh, online delivery of services, uh, you know, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, however, I do think that it will... Uh, make that process in some ways more efficient 
uh, and in some ways also reduce the number of resources being deployed simply because the availability of those resources is, is vastly improved when they're not sitting on an airplane you know, six hours a day or, right. uh, you know, 12 hours a month or 12 hours a week. So I do think the dynamic is going to change. And, and I think clearly the, the consulting firms are very much aware of it. Now, in terms of the current activities that we're seeing, we, we everyone that I talk to tries to put a, a happy face on and say, well, we're yeah. busy right now. It's just that the next job is the one that we're looking for, whereas before they would have a, a significant backlog of opportunity. Uh, so I, I think Yes, it, it certainly has blown a hole in a, a, the, the revenue in that space, uh, speaking of the pandemic this year. Uh, and I, I think that will recover somewhat going forward. But I do think there is a there is a fundamental change uh, that's going to continue going forward how in terms of how systems are delivered and implemented. Uh, I still think there will be clearly some on-site uh, activities with consultants, but I think we'll be uh, we'll be not necessarily surprised, but it will be uh, a significant change in terms of how much is actually delivered via via the internet going forward. Yeah, and to be fair, it's not just a result of the pandemic. I think I think both you and I have observed the shift from very large, more monolithic. Uh, type solutions to ecosystems of cloud-based, often software as a service type solutions. And I think what we've seen in the market, as we've already discussed, is much more smaller deals that do tend to be software as a service in the cloud. And so that the, the consulting firms with armies of, of um, consultants that know the top three or four solutions in the marketplace are not just suffering with the pandemic effect, but also with the fact that the market shifted a bit during this period. And maybe that shift will continue. And that's another area that I'm interested in exploring uh, and picking your brain on is in terms of their strategy. Are they also looking at perhaps other forms of partnering with smaller vendors, more niche vendors in the space, rather than just focusing in on maybe the top three or four solutions, for example? Yeah, I think that's that's clearly a trend. And, and again, the ones that I've spoken to, and, and I have spoken to quite a few over the last uh, couple of months, they are all looking at the next technology or the next vendor or the next vendor systems uh, for opportunity. Uh, some of the smaller vendors that we see emerging in the space or that have emerged over the space in the last you know, few years or those that have been out there for a while but have really started to take off, uh, those are the ones that are, are very interesting to the to the SIs and the consulting firms because they, I think they see the same things that we do, and that's that there is growing opportunity at the low and mid-tiers of the market that really weren't that interesting to these firms in the past simply because the big deals continued and, and those big deals generated significant revenues. And, and with that really being a, a saturated market or a market that uh, will be slow to change to more of a, a distributed architecture, I think the, the mid-tier and the low tiers is, is where the activity is at. It's where the, the interest lies these days. And so we have seen these firms becoming very interested in some of the smaller vendors and and are developing those partnerships with those smaller vendors to develop skills and and better understanding of how to implement and and how to maintain uh, those those web-based solutions those smaller 
multi-tenanted and in some cases hosted in the web solutions. And of course, this is all against the background of, of what another thing that the, the pandemic and the lockdowns have managed to do, which is to is to basically perhaps accelerate and, and even catalyze what was going on in terms of digitalization. And the big consulting firms and SIs definitely have a role to play in those digitalization projects at the enterprise scale, which obviously, if you're a commodity firm, involves the CTRM and related software. And this, I think, is the exciting piece as we go into 2021, because I think it opens up um, a lot more interest in um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, automation, uh, workflow, and all of these other areas that have been bubbling for quite some time, but now seem to be taking off. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think the, the digitalization headline has has passed a bit, but I think the real work of digitalization is just now occurring. Uh, you know, we, we did see the the some of the major technology firms pushing the concepts of digitalization over the last couple of years. And, and I think it caught on, but I, I think the, the, when we start to look at the actual work of digitalization, it's, it's, it's hard work. And uh, mm -hmm. we are seeing money continuing to be invested in there, even if the headlines don't scream digitalization as much as they did a year ago. Although I think that the pandemic is certainly a great argument for why you need to become a more digitalized company. So we are seeing, I think we will see in, in 2021 and 2022, more of the IT budgets being dedicated to some of these supporting technologies, you know, web-based integration solutions, that type of thing, uh, analytics uh, particularly. Uh, data lakes, data pools, that's, that's I think, where we're going to see a shift in the IT budgets away from the pure applications like CTRM and, and ETRM. Not to say that those aren't going to continue to sell at a pace that we've seen in, in past years or even possibly in 2022 a bit better as we clear the hangover that's been developed this year. But I think a lot of the IT budgets are really going to start to look at AI web integration, data lakes, data pools, uh, these types of things that are going to really help them better cope in the future with a more dynamic marketplace and, and harden their their systems and their their infrastructure against the, the potential of something like a, a pandemic occurring again. I think that the outlook in general, as, as we um, put this uh, revised report together, is, is reasonably positive. I mean, we obviously saw a little bit of a hit in 2020, as you would expect, but we still saw some good deal flow activity in certain parts of the world and certain segments. And we still expect to see a, a recovery um, during 2021-2022. So uh, it's still a very active market, and it's still one in which uh, people can play and uh, innovate. Yeah, I, I think... Absolutely, that's that's the takeaway message from uh, what we we see and and what's reflected in in our report is that there are going to be some some segments that are are very active and continuing to grow at a at a really nice pace and and I think a lot of those are going to be ags and soft centric whether it's you know agricultural producers or traders or or food and beverage companies they're going to be buyers of technology clearly to because they're they're late to the game in some ways in terms of managing their commodity exposure that's not to say that all segments are going to are going to be you know fantastic i do think there are going to be some that flatten out quite a bit over the next 5 years 
Um, and, and a lot of those are energy centric because we have seen such heavy investment in these technologies and energy over the last several years. Plus, they're going to start to redirect to some of the more infrastructure oriented technologies, you know, things like managing their assets, optimizing their assets, those types of technologies. So I think energy is, is probably less uh, dynamic going forward, even though we are seeing the influx of renewables. But again, you need the infrastructure related technologies to manage those, not less so the, the trading technologies. So uh, it's it's a really interesting marketplace, and I think that it's going to lead to some some very interesting changes in terms of the the the, the vendor mix uh, going forward. Uh, and I also think that it, uh, it it will lead to some very interesting uh, technology uh, growth uh, in the future outside of uh, the, the commodity trading and risk management space. Yeah, and I think lastly, it's probably just worth mentioning that there are the potential for some new emerging commodities, things like water. I think water futures have started trading. Um, hydrogen potentially becoming a traded commodity. And of course, carbon making a, a resurgence given the way the political landscape is going. So that might also, if, those, if any one of those three um, emerging commodities took off, that might also create additional market space down the line as well for CTRM type software, I guess. Yeah, and as we've worked with uh, some buyers this last uh, this last year, which they're you know again surprisingly, I suppose there are still buyers out there uh, that have come to us and and are looking for advice in terms of shortlisting. We 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 have seen uh, carbon as a as a commodity that uh, they yeah. they look to invest in. Uh, of course, these yeah. are European based, but it's. Uh, uh, it, it definitely is something that is here to stay as much as uh, I, I think, you know, 10 years ago, I would have thought that, well, that's insane. But uh, here we are uh, and it yep. will continue. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of CTRM Radio, an irregular podcast from Commodity Technology Advisory. If you enjoyed it and learned something from it, would you help us out a little bit and perhaps share it around on social media, alert your friends and colleagues to the existence of CTRM Radio? We'd very much appreciate that. And as we come up on the holiday season, Patrick and I would like to wish you season's greetings and hope that you and your family have nice holidays and we will see you again on CTRM Radio sometime in 2021. In the meantime, do stop by ctrmcenter.com where you'll find news, opinion, insights, research reports, white papers, this podcast and videos, and all, or almost all, completely free. This is Gary Vasey with Comtech Advisory. Goodbye. Listening to CTRM Radio, a podcast by leading industry analysts, Commodity Technology Advisory. You can find more information about us at comtechadvisory.com and much more news, views, research, and information on CTRM at the CTRM Center at CTRMCenter.com. Thank you for joining our presenters, managing partners Patrick Reams and Gary M. Basey, and their guests today. And we hope to see you on a future edition of CTRM Radio.